we meet a high priestess in this. I'm right here. Oh, I wait, know. you mean someone else. <laughs> yeah. I'm off duty today. Have you ever met her at the bi bar, the witching hour? Uh, not yet, but girl, <laughs> yeah. get over here. I have some questions <laughs> for you. Hi, Julia Bezzavalli. Hello, Patrick Hines. Tell the people what we're doing. So we're doing that thing where we have surprise bonus apps now. Yeah. Now, until the end of the year, we're doing a series on Hulu called Killer Cases. This is episode two. Yeah, each one is like a crazy murder that you probably hadn't heard of, because I hadn't heard of most of them. There's one that I know for sure we definitely have, because yes. we've done a documentary on it. We'll yep. get to that. We'll get to that weeks. one. We love doing these. Happy Thursday. They come into your feed. Fam, if you want more Jillian and me, join us on the Patreon. Every month, you get four full ad-free bonus episodes. To download a binge right this second, there's hundreds of them that you can get right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like all those long-form series, yeah. you know, like Puppet Master and The Vow and Heaven's Gate and Night Stalker and The Jinx and The Staircase. Yeah, Lorena, the one about Lacey Peterson where maybe Scott is innocent, which we're kind of like, yeah. huh. That Gacy thing on Peacock. Gacy thing, the Menendez murders, Don't F with Cats, Tiger King, yeah. so many. It's like everything that's ever been covered on any of those streaming services. Yeah, and you can also get some after parties where yeah. we either answer your questions or we give you some very casual, fun advice or just fun things. We also have a tier on our Patreon where we send you something every couple of months. We, every month we do something special just for the Hero Bell tier. Yeah. That's where you see the calendars that go out at the mm-hmm. end of the year. We're doing the calendar again. It's coming yep. up soon. Yep. If you want a calendar, the only way to get it is to be at that tier. Yeah, those cute little magnets. Yeah. Yeah, you well, know, we have fun. We have fun. It's a fun you know, time. we have fun over we here. Have fun. That's all. <laughs> Everyone's invited. If you don't want to come, that's yeah. absolutely fine. But all I just right. wanted to let you know you're invited. You are invited. Alright, girl, what are we talking about today? Alright, Killer Cases, episode uh-huh. two, Murder Under a Blue Moon. And I feel personally attacked. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. As the proprietor of the witching hour. I don't. The proprietress. Proprietress of the Bi Bar, the Witching Hour. I don't like it. I don't like what's happening here. Not just the murder, but also the slander. The triple murder made headlines when police believed it was a ritualistic set of killing and the appearance of a rarely seen blue moon. It's uh, witchcraft. I'll, I'll say that right now. This murder was front page news. They suffered. They suffered big time. The way in which each of the victims were killed was, um, was very brutal. Whoever did this came over there for a specific reason. Why so much focus on the cigarette butt in the trash? Because it's bad for them. It is beyond a reasonable doubt bad for them. I'm going to find out and I'm going to put your ass in jail. If you put something out bad, expect bad. That's how it works. Well, okay. So according to this cop that we get in this like little coming up on, this one is about witchcraft. The sheriff goes, "It's oh, it's witchcraft." I'll say that right now. <laughs> Wait, first of all, we open yeah. on like what looks like one of those really dramatic perfume commercials from the '90s, but make it witchy. Totally. And like Moonlight Sonata I by know. Beethoven is playing, and I'm like, "What?" I'm waiting for like Kate Moss to come or some yeah. supermodel. Kate Moss, Cindy Crawford. Yeah, because they were always in those <laughs> totally. those perfume commercials, yeah, very yeah, yeah. dramatic. YouTube them. I'm not making them up. I, did I know too. it's. Sounds like a fever dream, but it existed. (laughs) So we're still in Florida. There are 67 counties in Florida. We're the last county in Florida before you cross the state line and you're in uh, the state of Alabama. We are uh, affectionately known as the Redneck Riviera. 
and we have the prettiest beaches in the world. We are affectionately known as the Redneck Riviera. Affectionately? That feels like one of those things where they're allowed to say it, but we're not allowed to say it. But I gotta tell you, I really, really don't appreciate that term at all. People surprise you. Because somebody has like a southern accent or they're from a a certain place. Like anybody can be anything. The word the term redneck is terrible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I also don't think that they're saying it affectionately. (laughs) Right. Well, I'm not saying it. No. But someone's like, we also have the prettiest beaches in the world. I know. Somebody Great. hasn't been to a lot of other beaches. Right. I will say they do look very nice. Great. Can I just tell you where I think the nicest beaches in the world are? Where? Cancun. Okay. There's nothing like those beaches. Great. I'm just saying. To me, a beach is a beach is a beach. You so hate a beach. If you love it. God, can you just be happy for me? I I, I didn't say. I just said. Okay. Oh my god. I'm sorry that I. I'm sorry that. I'm sorry that I yelled at you in our witch episode. Please. <laughs> But then the music slows down and it yeah. gets all warped. And then someone's like, well, but we are in Florida. So we have witnessed our fair share of odd crimes over the years. The thing is, the sheriff of this town wants us to think it's really interesting and quirky. And like endearing. Yeah, there was a show on when I was a kid called Erie, Indiana, which I was obsessed. Omri Katz, the kid from Hocus Pocus, was oh. the star of this show. And it was all about this town called Erie in Indiana where like weird things would happen. And it was quirky and like Bigfoot and, and like aliens Not and Eerie, things like PA? that. Not Erie, PA? No. Here in Indiana. And I'm just saying, like, this sheriff wants us to think it's quirky that this is where the Black Widow killer did her killings. Or that the Billings case, where a family with eight special needs children were murdered. We seem to find our way in the paper probably more than we would like. And it was here that the infamous serial killer Ted Bundy was captured. He didn't get away from us. We ended up prosecuting him, and of course he was finally put to death. But but he's just one in that long string of, of people that uh, somehow have a tie to Escambia County. This is the town where they caught Ted Bundy. Like, he wants us to think it's quirky. Don't brag about it, bro. It's very weird. It's not like a, don't wear it like a badge of honor. It's no. not good. And he also wants us to know that, like, though Ted Bundy wreaked havoc all over the country, we're, we're the town that didn't let him get away. Uh, well, I, okay. <laughs> I but they say, like, we jokingly say that this part of town is uh, the Twilight Zone vortex. Yeah, it's so much not, weird shit. It's not cute. No, you know what? Do a better job of policing and then people will get murdered yeah. in your town. Woof. I know. Uh, <laughs> but they're calling it the Blue Moon Murders, which yes. is why we're here. And we meet Bridget Jensen. She's a prosecutor. Yes. This episode kind of jumps all around. I'm like, is it this does. the coming up on? Where, I, like, y- suddenly we're talking about a messy house. I know. And I'm like, all right, Bridget, wherever you tell me to go, I'll go. They give us the overview of this murder, right? It's three victims found dead in their, quote, modest home. It looked like a ritualistic killing, according to them. And the murders were really brutal. And throughout this, suddenly, like, the Jaws music is playing. Ba-na, <laughs> and I'm like, what uh-huh, is uh-huh. this? It's Who very, did this? Why I don't know. are they doing this to us? But like, this is where they tell us that these deaths coincide with the blue moon, which is like a, a rare lunar phenomenon. That's that why the, there's the phrase "once in a blue moon." Once in a blue moon, very, exactly. Very and this is where we get Sheriff Morgan again saying it's witchcraft. I'll say it right now. He says it ten thousand times. Right when you get a sheriff on tape saying that, you use it over and over. over again. And I approve a, of that. And also to be like, look at this dummy. Hey, I let's know. play it again. Let's go to the videotape. What a dummy. So Matt is our lead investigator, and he says uh, this is horrible. The position of John sitting on the couch, whoever did it walked right up to him, hit him in the head with a hammer, and then was able to cut his throat. The mom was killed in the same manner. She was killed in her chair in the living room where she always stayed and watched TV. She was hit in the head as well with a hammer, and her throat was also cut. Richard was shot Uh, had a wound to his head, and his throat was also cut. 
and all of them had their throats slit. It's very, very brutal. And right. I said this in our last week's special episode. Yes. Can we stop murdering people with fucking hammers? Yeah. Hammer. Like, what kind of evil darkness lives in your soul? Yeah, that's personal. That's angry. Yes. That's like, And you it's know, also slow and painful. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Deal with that shit in therapy. Don't, yes. don't do that. No. But what we learned very early on is that these people were all killed in the living room on their couch watching TV. So it's it's clear they knew their attacker. Yeah, and they were all of their bodies were covered under blankets and clothes and you know lord only knows why but if you're gonna kill somebody with a hammer i guess you're enough out of your mind that you're gonna cover them with shit i guess so we learn a little bit about our victims here bonnie was the mother they call her the mother for far too long before we get this woman's name she was a fucking person her real name is fonsel but the the narrator says fonsel was her aunt known as aunt bonnie family called her Bunny, but then they call her Bonnie. So the narrator gets it wrong. Yeah, the closed caption says Bonnie every time. But you, I went back to hear it because it's like, we meet a cousin eventually, and he's like, this is the cousin. She called her Bunny, and then she's like, yes, I loved my Aunt Bonnie. Bonnie, very like, clearly oh a Bonnie. Yes. And it's like, they say the mother too yeah. many times before we get her name, yes. and I thought that was rude. So Bonnie is the matriarch, and her two sons, full-grown adult sons, yes. John and Richard. And John will learn later has special needs. Yes. They're both in their late late 40s. Yeah, they're both in their late 40s. He lives at home with the mom because the mom takes care of him. Right. And so we learned that Bonnie, the mother, was a little bit of a recluse. She was a woman who apparently never left the house. She ordered from QVC. She'd get five and six packages a day from QVC. The home was just stuffed with boxes and dresses and all sorts of things that she bought from QVC. There was a lot, a lot of stuff in the apartment. But, like, the tone of judgment around this, I really don't appreciate. Yes. Because they talk about them like that creepy Boo Radley family. Yeah. Who, like, with the QVC boxes, like, this woman is suffering. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and they make a point to say, like, oh, she all went downhill after that husband of hers died. Exactly. And it's like, whoa, this is not cool at all. No, and I'm like, they want to build this idea that this family's weird. Like the outcast weird house on the block. That were somehow involved in this, like, weird lunar Wiccan death race. Ritual. No, it's not and it. it's just like people, like some people live like that. Yes. And oftentimes when people live like that, it's because they're fucking suffering. Yes. Can we have some compassion? I, I could not agree more. Jesus. Jesus. God, I got really worked up. You know who wouldn't commit murders? Wiccans. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Richard, Richard Smith is the oldest brother. Yes. And he he has a fascinating job. He worked at the Pensacola Naval Air Station for, quote, a secretive homeland security division. Yeah. The thing is, all of our talking head, like police people are like, see some weird underground government conspiracy theory. And I'm like, no, this guy was just smart and had a good job. And at one point, the cops were like, we're not at liberty to discuss so that element of the case. <laughs> he was working with secret codes and he had very high clearance. So when they, like, it's shrouded in mystery. So they're like, does this have anything to do with his murder? Sheriff Morgan goes. Richard worked uh, in the crypto department. You know, some of this we really aren't at liberty to talk about, some of the elements of the case. But he worked in the, the, the crypto room, which is all the codes that they teach the, the Navy folks. Which is all the codes they teach the Navy folks. <laughs> this is the guy 
who believes witchcraft is to blame. Can, can we stand the, it? All the code they teach the Navy folks. It takes two seconds for them to realize, oh, yeah, no, this had nothing to do with anything. This no. is just the guy's job that he went to every day. Yeah, and they say that, like, red flags went off when Richard didn't show up to work because right. he had very high security clearance. And when a guy like that doesn't show up to work, like, something could be happening. Right. Because he had that, like, high security clearance job, like, they do look into the idea that this was, like, some covert operation from, like, some foreign enemy. Right. And the cops are probably like, wait, the Black Widow murders Ted Bundy. Now this. I know. Huzzah. We're really going to be on the map now. Beaches, schmeaches. Yeah. And, like, the, nothing pans out. So, right. What do they do next, GP? They look at the local Wiccan. Because Wiccans follow rituals based on the cycles of the moon. Yeah. We will learn who this local Wiccan is in a minute. But, like, we well, learn. one of many. One of many. one of many. Sheriff Morgan goes to this guy's house. He's like, he goes... This guy is so fucking weird. He's got an altar with dead flowers and pagan stars and everything. And tarot cards? Bump, bump, bump. You know what, Sheriff? <laughs> lock me books. up. Lock me up. So we learn, though, that the out-of-town family members hear about this horrible murder on the news. And yeah. it feels like whenever something like this happens, like there's a murder that's hard to solve, the cops just Google the weather and then try yeah. to connect it to the witches in the woods yeah. because it coincided with a blue moon. I mean, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about Damien during all of this, of right? Because it's the kind of thing where, like, if you're looking for anything, if you have no leads, and you're like, oh, it was a blue moon and there's, like, a local weirdo, let's see if we can make that work. Of course! You that's know? exactly what, like, this is gonna be hard. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> investigate it. But there is a twist coming. Yes, there is a twist coming. So we meet Cousin Faye, right? Yeah. And she, she's the cousin to the boys. Bonnie was her aunt. This is where she says Bonnie and the narrator says Bunny. Yes, very strange. <laughs> this is where we also learn that Cousin John had special needs she's making the point he was so sweet he was just and always smiling he was like a child in a man's body the special needs he was always such a happy person and just like smiling and who would fucking hammer that guy to death right what kind of monster would do that like she tells us about the family dynamics and this is where Faye says Bonnie was a good woman she was yes. a great mother she used to travel a lot she used to be very social and then like after her husband died things changed and she became kind of a shut in and she used to be very active and yeah. now like like you're saying like Faye isn't saying the words but Bonnie is suffering and yes. she's sad and older brother Richard he's 49 he lives at home because he's now taking care of his mom and his brother. These are good people. They're right? And so, like, even Faye says Richard would get a lot of shit. Like, why is he that age living with his mother? And yeah. she's like, because he's taking care of these people. Exactly. No, stop fucking judging. I know. Like, this idea of, like... Let this lady have her QVC. Jesus. Like, my God. It's not hurting anybody. Right. And Richard, pick up a couple boxes on your way out. Totally. Yeah, don't leave him in you the know front what I'm yard. Saying? Bring him in. Put them in recycling. Totally. <laughs> so now, the third son. We learn about this third son. His name is Donald. And the biggest question on Faye Haas's mind was why Aunt Bonnie's third son, Donald Wayne Hartung, who also lived in Pensacola, had not called. And I said, Wayne hasn't called us. Why hasn't he called us or tried to get in touch with any of us over here? That was because Donald Wayne Hartung was at the police station. 
when Faye's like, where the hell is he? I'm like, oh, he's at the police station. Right. <laughs> because right. then yeah. we're here with Matt, the cop, and Matt is interviewing Donald. And he's trying to get an, an idea of these family dynamics. And we learn about Donald. And Donald worked as a security guard. And according to Donald, yeah. he has a great, amazing, wonderful relationship with everyone in his family. But, like, Donald's 59 years old. And he said that the last time he saw them was three days earlier when he went over to the house to cook them dinner. And we're going to get a whole lot of people trying to be like, this guy was not close with the family. He was like the outcast. Uh I was like, the last time I saw my mother was eight months ago. And we are very close. This guy goes over every week to cook for them. That's the thing. Like, he goes over every Tuesday to cook them dinner. Yeah. Yet, everyone, including him eventually, they all hated each other. Right. Can we also talk about that one photo of the food in the oven? I was just going to do it! (laughs) Wait a second! Wait a second! Okay, so we see this image of dishes of food in the oven. Three bowls, one yes. with mac and cheese. I, oh my God, I'm drooling. <laughs> but one of the bowls yeah. is on a plate, which also has food on it. And there are a lot of like painted glass dishes yes. in the oven. Yes. So I understand like having heating things in the oven or keeping it warm. Uh-huh. One, why do we have this photo? I know. And two, I, who took this photo? The cops probably. Totally. But like then it, they, the food was just in the oven for I days know. and days. But like, I know you have to keep food warm, but like those painted glass bowls, I feel like they shouldn't be in the oven. It's going to hurt them? I don't know. I don't. The only thing I used to cook is that one pan I need for HelloFresh. Girl, Girl. HelloFresh is back. That mac and cheese. I know. I'm sure it was sitting out for days, but I'm that hungry that I'm like, (laughs) I would eat it. I would have warm mac and cheese from three days ago right Uh, now. I'm just saying, the last time I cooked dinner for my family, I couldn't even tell you. For even the family that I live with every day, like, I don't buy it that this guy wasn't close with his family. The video of Matt the cop talking to Donald is bananas. So here's the thing. Number one, it's crystal clear and we it's as though they're mic'd. Like we can hear yes. perfect audio. So that in and of itself is weird. And I'm like, is this what every interrogation is like? And we just never see them, so we don't know. It's very calm. They very. are both speaking in a monotone. And the one thing that stood out to me was Matt says to Donald, Your folks, your family over there was killed. Killed? They said they were deceased, and they never told me how they were killed. They're dead, uh, and it looks like they were killed. Killed? Mm-hmm. Donald goes, I was told they were deceased. Now, this was the moment that I was like, oh, shit. That made me think that Donald was not the killer, because that's the thing. If I killed my whole family and pretended that I didn't know what happened, and the cops were like, your family is deceased, and then I'm in the interrogation room, I'd be like, who killed them? How did like how were they murdered? And that would be the, we never told you they were murdered, Mr. Hines. Did we watch the same documentary? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't buy that for a second. I, I was like, that was very smart of Donald to not like assume that he knew they were murdered. Everything Donald says, he's trying to do his best impression of a robot. He's like, killed. I knew they were dead. It's like, Donald, it's all over the news. Like, what are you talking about? And he just keeps repeating Matt the cop. They were killed. Killed? Yes, they were shot. (laughs) Shot. And the clothes on top of them. I know, I know. Oh, my God. And then at this point, he moves around in his chair. Donald is sitting on a chair. Yeah. And he moves around. Like, he's trying to convey that he lost his balance. Uh but he's sitting. He's trying to be like, he can't handle the weight of uh-huh. this information and he just does a little like move. Uh-huh. A wobble, we call it a wobble. A little wobble, but yeah, it's yeah. like, Donnie. I know. At least fall, throw yourself off the chair like that idiot and killer role. Totally. Instead of being like, whoa, like Donnie. I gotta tell you, I fell for this. At this point, oh. I was not convinced. Look, I understand that there's no getting anything past you and that I'm not quite as smart. Oh, but that, I- please, that's not what I'm saying. But Matt, Matt the cop says to us, he goes, it took me two seconds and I'm going, oh my God, I'm talking to a murderer. I know. It is very calm, but the transcript of this 
Yes. So something didn't happen when you were over there Tuesday night and you killed him? No. Nothing happened. Are you sure? Yes. Because if something happened, now's the time to tell me. I would not kill my mother and my brothers. Okay. I mean, why would I do something like that? I don't know. I don't know you. It's just Matt saying, but you're the murderer, right? And Donald being like, no, not really. I know. And I'm like, Matt, you don't have much on the guy. And then the prosecutor's like, and you know what else? He wasn't very emotional. That's how I knew. Which is to like, which I said, stop doing guys, that. Yeah. Stop doing that. So Matt's like, it looks like they knew the person who did this. And Donald goes, well, I don't know anyone who knows them. It could have been anybody. Yeah. Donald. I know. You're protesting. Um, I, and then Matt is just like, Donald, did you kill them? Donald goes, no. And Matt goes, are you sure? <laughs> And Donald goes, uh, yeah, pretty sure. And Matt's like, if something happened, I know. Now's, now's the, time the time to tell me. And now we get the Jaws music again. I know. My thing is like that. Now's the timeline. Never. It never works. Show me the one time the guilty guy was like, oh, now, oh, now, yeah. oh, now's the time. Okay, only, oh, let me. Okay, all right, hear me out. Only innocent kids yeah. who think that they're finally going to see their parents totally ever fall for that. Oh my god! That's without without so a lawyer tragic. in the room, yeah. only like kids from the Central Park Five or like yeah. Brendan Dassey are just like. So if I say these words and yeah. I don't mean it, then I'll see my mom. Great. Yeah. Those are the only oh, people god. that that actually works. Sometimes on. your truth bombs are a little much for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're getting we're getting a glass of wine or eight it's right true. after this. It, we it's just got to power through. We're gonna, you guys, fam. We're gonna go socialize with each other for the first time since tour. What? I know. But we socialized on tour. That was so fun. That was so we went fun. out like every night when we were on tour. We really did. That, that was, was really fun. Yeah. So now they search Donald's house and they find all the Wiccan shit. But let me also tell you, they ask if they can and he says yes. Sure. You know? Yeah. And this all the is evidence where, is back at the other house. Right, that's true. This is where we learn that Wiccan from before. It's Donald. It's Donald the brother. But that was no surprise to Hartung's family members, who said Hartung's mother, a good Christian lady, had been outraged about Donald's Wiccan beliefs. And she did not agree with her son doing the Wiccan, and she knew he was doing the Wiccan. It's witchcraft to her. It's devil worship. Everyone apparently knew about Donald and the Wicca. But like, and his mom, who we love, Mom Bonnie, she's described as a good Christian woman. And she good was Christian a Christian lady. A good Christian la- lady. Sorry, I'm the good Christian yes, woman. Good, she's the good she's, Christian she's lady. She's a lady. She's described as a good Christian lady, and she was outraged when she found out that her son was practicing Wicca, to which I say, why? I know. It's... I don't understand why parents can't just let their If it's not hurting anybody, why can't you just let your kids be who because they are? Because of the misconception that it's devil worship and she's very against it. And she oh, didn't want her. I, I, a look, simple goog, Bonnie. Bonnie's not googing. There is a, a certain generation, yeah. boomers, where they are set in their ways, and it's what everyone told them. That was I mean, so many. I mean, satanic panic happened because of the boomers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. But then, but Faye, the cousin. Are you going to say Faye, what she says? She calls it doing the Wickham. Doing the Wickham. Doing the Wickham. <laughs> and all I can think of I, is Bert on Sesame Street doing the <laughs> pigeon. Doing the pigeon, doing the Wiccan. Can we get a little Bert, Tom? Doing the pigeon. <laughs> doing the When I was in pigeon. high school, I had a next door neighbor, and when my friend would pick me up for drama club rehearsal every night, my neighbor sitting on yes. the porch would say, oh, you going acting? Gone acting. We had we had an idea early on for a, for a bumper sticker. Totally. Gone acting. Gone acting. <laughs> Do you know doing the pigeon from I Sesame don't. Street? I don't. I really don't. It was Bert because he loves pigeons. Yeah. Bless his heart. Bless his and heart. And he would go doing the, and then the it would go, arr, arr, like, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> 
pigeon. And he had like a dance move and he'd uh-huh. go doing the uh, uh, pigeon. You guys, she's doing choreo. You can't even see it. And But it's so weird because on Sesame Street when you saw their legs move, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, it was so oh, short. They were so was, skinny. Oh, it was like when Alf would walk across the room Alf. was the best moment of the episode. Exactly. So it was like, yeah. so Bert, you see his skinny legs and he's dancing. So- and it was like a whole thing. <laughs> doing the pigeon. Go oh get. my God. We're back in the interrogation room with Donald. So this is where we get the breakdown of like, did everyone love each other or did they hate each other? Uh-huh. And I, I honestly feel like I still don't know. Because Donald says, we're in the interrogation room with Matt the cop and Donald. And yeah. Donald's like, look, my mom was all I had. She was always there for me. I loved her so much. She loved me so much. There's nothing in this world she wouldn't give me. And every time he says things, Matt the cop just goes, hmm. Like real curt. <laughs> he went to the GP school of interrogation. Right. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> but now all the neighbors and cousin Faye, they're like, the relationships weren't as close as Donald had portrayed the relationships to be. They were more distant. There wasn't a lot of communication within the family. Donald only came over on Tuesdays uh, to cook, and that was about it. Everyone hated Donald. Like, the family in the house was really close, but there was not a lot of communication. I'm like, yet here Donald is every Tuesday was, making them dinner. Because that's the thing. Like, everyone is saying they fucking hated this guy. He only came over once a week to cook them dinner. Like, what kind of families do I you know. have where that's, like, not a lot of communication? I know, I know. Weekly Tuesday dinners is a lot. The one thing I will point out here that they kind of breeze over but I think is important. What? He would come over to cook dinner, but he would always, always leave before Richard, the older brother, yes. got home from work. I have that note, too. That's an important note for a number of reasons, starting with, I think that, like, Donald and Richard really did not get along. They super hated each other, and I totally agree I had that note, too. Yeah. So Donald is like, I didn't do this, and Matt the cop's like, but you did. And Donald says... I mean, do I look like some kind of a blooming maniac to you people? Do I look like some kind of blooming maniac to you people? (laughs) Matt doesn't (laughs) skip a beat, he replies... I mean, you do to me. I mean, you do to me. Matthew! That's the same exact note! I mean, you do to me. Matthew's unflappable. I know. And I have I to say, it's the most boring conversation I've ever watched. There's nothing. It's so, you know, it's nothing. I will agree. And I don't even mean this sexually. Matt is like super sexy when he's doing this interrogation. <laughs> to me, because he's he's very in charge and he knows exactly what he's doing. Right. You know, he's a guy that like really loves this job, I guess. There is something about like, he he's confident in what he's saying. He doesn't have to yell. Yeah. He doesn't have to throw the chair around. He also, doesn't have to threaten. Matt does make a fool of himself in just a minute. He does. Because like now all of a sudden, Matt is asking Donald about Wiccan sacrifices. And Donald is like, girl, I don't know anything about that. Because that is not a thing. Right. Like, there are no sacrifices in Wicca. And I'm saying that Matt knows more about this blue moon ritual than Donald does. And Donald literally says, Donald's like, look, it's a blue moon. Everyone's talking about it on the radio. Everything I know about the blue moon, I know from the radio coverage but of Matt it. But Matt is lying. Matt is trying to get Donald to be like, yes, that's true. Yeah. But there was no ritualistic sacrifice. I'm saying it again. There are no sacrifices in Wicca. There's no crying in well, baseball. And there are no sacrifices in Wicca. And we'll get there. Someone's going to back you up on that point in just a second but Matt is like look I know all about these rituals they kill them then they cover their bodies after they kill them to keep them warm and Donald is like girl I really don't I, I don't really know. don't know about that I don't know and I, I like Donald is I hate to say it telling the truth because yes. that's not a thing and Matt's America. like who does that and Donald goes a crazy person crazy does person. that introducing Susie Rain Dove Smith <laughs> 
<laughs> she's a Wiccan high priestess. You she's got- a proud witch and Wiccan. And I'm and not. She I, is. She is great, except for one thing, because she says, first of all, the sheriff is like, it's witchcraft. I know it is. I'll say it a million times. Yeah. And Susie Raindove really takes issue with this. And she's absolutely right. Like, yeah. she sent a video to the sheriff demanding that he, like, retract that and apologize and for it. The video that she sent was very firm, but very nice. I thought yeah. it was very polite. Because she was just saying, like, there are no, there is no such thing as human sacrifice in the religion of Wicca. None. Zero. Zilch. None, zero, zilch. Zero. And But what Susie does say... I know. As a high priestess of the community, I have the right to say, yes, you are Wiccan, no, you're not. She literally gets to like decide if you get to be a witch or not. Which is not how it works, Susie. I was gonna say... Anyone can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does she have like a little church in the woods or whatever? Like, Rain Dove, don't do this. I don't will... don't <laughs> gatekeep. Don't fuck me on this, Rain Dove. Rain Dove, don't fucking gatekeep. That's, we don't like that. Speaking of which, though, we actually see her in the woods doing spells. Yeah, she has like sage and stuff. Wait, do Wiccans actually do real magic spells? Yeah. C- come on. No. Do yes. they do, like, but, like, can they turn like a mouse into a glass of wine? Well, no, that's not how it works. Okay. You want so wine so bad. Do, you want wine. Do real so magic bad. Can they turn a bird into a cosmo? Tell, yes or no? No, they can't. Then they don't do magic, Jillian. But they can lead you to the cosmo. <laughs> Which you're about to do. Which I'm about to do so. <laughs> if you let me get through this goddamn okay. thing, let me work my magic. <laughs> let me do what I'm here to do. Get me to the cosmo, GP. So this dumb sheriff, yeah. of course, made headlines with this witchcraft statement. That was the whole goal, right? Right. And we also learned that he got all of their, quote, information from a website that's been debunked and doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Number one, if you're going to make such an outrageous claim, cite your sources. But B, it was never intended to be anything real because we learned that he held this press conference on the week he announced his re-election. Yeah. And he got all this PR and fucking money just by being, like, the tough on witch crime cop. And he won. And he won. And first of all, it's lazy police work. Can we also talk about like this is the problem yes like it shouldn't it should the best sheriff should win you can't just say things no and it shouldn't be about who has the most money to run yes, the best like, like I, know. I know we're not here to talk about like campaign finance I, reform I absolutely agree with it you though it doesn't make any sense that you can be like that it should come down to how much money you have like, I, I just agree. hate it so much I agree it's also lazy police work. Totally. He also wants to burn Brainwater or whatever her name is at the stake. Okay, well, Sheriff, we have some words. I know. You know what? I'm not going to say it. Comes back times three. Go, <laughs> blessed be, do okay. whatever you're going to okay. do. Okay. So, the, right. so Matt the cop is like, you know what? It also wasn't helpful. The Blue Moon Theory was a rabbit hole that did nothing to further the investigation. I got calls from all over the United States about it, and it was, I was having to deal with trying to investigate a murder and deal with all this. Wicca stuff. It's a distraction. I'm trying to do my job, You know Sheriff. what, Matt? I don't feel bad for you because you wanted that. You know what I mean? You used it in the interrogation. Exactly. So, Matt, it's very nice of you to say this to me now. Yes. But I saw the interrogation in real time. Yeah. When you were blaming the, oh, I know that zany, kooky ritual they do with the blankets. He wants to press the guy under the fucking rocks like right. Giles Corey from the, what's that play called? The Crucible. Thank you. But also the witch trial, Salem. More weight. Oh, my God. I, I feel like we mentioned more weight a I lot I know. Recently. We talked a lot. It gets very witchy in here. Yeah, well. So, here's the thing. We're back to the interrogation with Donald and Matt. I wrote down that we are reminded that no one had seen them since that Tuesday dinner. I felt like that was the first time I was being told that information. Okay. But we 
we learned that essentially Donald was the last person to see them alive. Now, here's my question about that, though. Donald was the last person to see them, but also no one's seen them since Tuesday. Wasn't that because Donald saw them on Tuesday? Yes. These people are recluses. They don't go out. Exactly. It's not odd that nobody saw them. My question is, when was the last time they saw them before Tuesday? Yes. Because if it wasn't Monday, if it was like the previous Wednesday, then we can't count on when the last time they were seen. Yeah. Well, I, what they're trying to say is that Donald was the last person to see the victims alive because he's the only person admitting that he saw them on Tuesday. No one else, there are no witnesses, there are no, like, that's it. That's but all they have. My point is just that no one sees them ever. Yes, so it's I agree. Not, you know what I mean? Yes, I agree. I don't know why this series is making me defend it's, these murderers. I don't know either. <laughs> but Matt, the cop, is just trying to, is just telling Donald over and over and over again in the most boring way that, yes, you are, in fact, the killer, Donald. And yeah. Donald's like, I re- I'm really not. And, you know, they don't have anything on him, so they have to let him go. Yeah. And the relatives now are upset because Donald wasn't sad enough at the funerals. Well, and Cousin Faye is here to tell us something. We had went by his house one time and he was standing there. We were sitting at the table and he reached up on top of his refrigerator. He was standing there. He said, well, if I'm a murderer and they're so smart, why didn't they find this? And he slammed a machete on the table where we were sitting. And he pulls a machete out and slams it down on the table. Which is absolutely terrifying. It's terrifying. Who has a machete? A, and B, if you're under investigation for the murder, please don't do that kind of stuff. Or keep doing it. Yeah. Keep doing what you're Stay doing. Stay stupid. <laughs> I, why do I have to say it every day? Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. They do have some DNA at the scene, but that's kind of an issue because he's a family member and he goes there every Tuesday. So of course his DNA is going to be all over the house. Yeah. But the thing is, his DNA was on places it should not have been. And here's my question about this. I am no DNA expert, yeah. but I do know now that DNA technology has advanced so much that you can leave the tiniest little thread of DNA that they couldn't have detected five years ago, mm-hmm. but now they can. Right. So it's sort of like people shed DNA everywhere they go for sne- and it can end up anywhere. Right. We know about secondary transfer. It's secondary transfer, touch DNA, the you whole know? thing, but they find his DNA in places they say it shouldn't be. So on the zipper of Brother Richard's notebook case, on Richard's checkbook, and on the inside of Richard's belt. Right. That does seem weird, but it also seems like that like if it's just a little tiny amount and it could be anywhere and it is weird but what they're banking on is because donald was asked specifically in the interrogation well i mean if it's in the house i didn't touch it okay no matter where it was i didn't touch it i mean it it, i don't mess with nothing of rt's so you said you'd never touched anything of rt's before not that not tuesday rt wasn't there I didn't touch anything. I don't touch anything. That's my brother Richards. We fucking hate each other. I get it, but I feel like we know of so many cases where, like, the DNA transfer just happens, especially in a house he's in at least once a week for a couple of hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that. there is one piece of very strong evidence that we'll get to. This DNA evidence does not hold a lot of water for me. But the belt stuff does, because, one, inside of the belt is a weird place, but especially, also, Donald said he hadn't seen Richard in weeks. Yeah. So how does that get there? Like... But you know like if I mean? the belt is in the house and the checkbook is in the house, if it's just there, like yeah. this guy is in this house all the time. I so agree. I, I just feel like tell me how much it was. Yes. You well, know exactly. Yeah, I don't was it a print? Was it a th- I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But let's talk about the real DNA because we're here now. Yeah. So this is a big deal. One of the big things investigators point to is that they found a cigarette with Donald's DNA in the trash 
on top of the bloody towels that the killer used to clean up the crime scene. Mm -hmm. So what they're saying, the order of events is like murder, cleaned it up, threw the towels away, smoked a cigarette, threw the cigarettes in the trash on top of the towels and put the garbage out on the sidewalk. So whoever smoked that cigarette was there for the murder. Right. There's no way that's... Also, please don't throw your cigarettes out in a garbage can with fabric (laughs) and with like towels in it. That's a fire hazard, no? Maybe he's trying to burn the place down. You know what I mean? Perhaps. Yeah. But yeah, because even if Donald, like no matter what, there's no way that cigarette butt was there without him seeing, look at these bloody towels. Right. Or being able to walk into the house and be like, mom, are you home? And come in on some crime scene. Yes. This is good DNA information. Right. It took three months of work, but the time had come to arrest Donald Hartung for the murder of his family just a few days before Halloween. Just a few days before Halloween. Shut up. <laughs> Stop trying to make it spooky. And that's another reason why I fucking resent this shit. Yeah, Not yeah. because of what it does about like Wiccans and, and whatever, but like people died yes. and they're real people and yes. stop trying to make it like a spooky Halloween special. Totally. It's not that. Yeah. Don't like, oh, just on Halloween. It has nothing to do with any of that. This was a gruesome murder of real human people. And I will say, because we were talking about this before we started, like the episode gets to it pretty quickly that like, of course, this like Wiccan witchy stuff, it has nothing to do with the murder. Yeah. And I was saying too that like when you try to make it like weird like that, the actual fact that three people were brutally murdered gets lost. Right. And it shouldn't. No. Like show them some respect. Like the isn't I thought the point of sharing all these stories was to like tell their story, humanize these people because they are humans and like get justice in some way. Exactly. Or closure. And for you to be like, isn't that hilarious? It was right on Halloween. It's I not know. funny. No. So it takes Four fucking years for this to go to trial. Four years. I know. We're told that Donald's attorneys in that four-year period has lots of time to find lots of flaws in the investigation. And there are lots there we're going to talk about. The defense lawyer is named Michael Griffith. Michael Griffith wants to be the star of this documentary. Yes, because he says... You certainly have to be aggressive, but you don't have to be a rude horse's ass. This isn't a Jerry Springer show. This isn't the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> I will Michael. say, the narrator at one point calls this man portly, which I didn't appreciate. That's rude. So rude. From one portly man to another, that's so not a kind r- thing. What? Like, what? I know. That sucks. I, know. I totally missed that, which is unlike me. Yeah. But they that call sucks. It portly. It's not I don't nice. like it. So the trial starts, and remember, it's the blue moon ritual murders. Uh-huh. It's all this, like, spooky stuff or whatever. The prosecutors ignore all of that completely. Yeah. Which I think is really, really smart. Oh, which is crazy because that's what Donald's entire interrogation was based on. Right, like they don't debunk it. They don't even acknowledge it because it's so fucking stupid and ridiculous. And they do have a couple good other aces in the hole. Yeah, because they have to prove a motive, right? Well, actually they don't, but they they think they do. When they said that in the episode, I was like, no, they they actually don't have to prove a motive. But it is helpful in getting a jury to convict. Especially if you have like not that much DNA. You gotta like, you gotta have the why there. And you know what? This is a pretty powerful motive. The lead prosecutor says she knows what the motive is. We see the mom's will and we learn that Donald Jr. was excluded. He recently he was recently kicked out of the will and the only way he could be included to get anything that his mother leaves behind is if his mother and two brothers die. He's gotta be the only living heir. Well that'll do it. I also would like to know how much was there, you know what I mean? Like how much money are we talking here? And it's also probably the house. Yeah. You know it's probably more like estate stuff. But when it's the defense attorney's turn to get up there, he immediately starts poking holes in the state There is no indication of any physical evidence that he committed any of the murders. There was no gun found. There was no blood found at his house. There was nothing to link him in any way to these murders besides his DNA at his mom's house where he went 
at least every Tuesday to cook dinner for them. And there's nothing directly linking him to the murders except for the DNA, which, again, I say, like, of course there's DNA there. He's there all the time. Exactly. But we got to go back to the will because here's what we learn. Well, the will says that Donald Hardtongue Jr. is excluded. My client is Donald Hardtongue Sr. Is that an error in drafting the will? Or was it meant to exclude Mr. Hartung's son, Donald Hartung Jr.? The Donald that we know is Donald Sr. Donald Sr.'s son is Donald Jr. And so the defense attorney is saying, no, he didn't kill them because he was excluded from the will. He wasn't. His son was excluded from the will. Right. Which is also like, why? Right. What did he do? Well, it's a very da da da. Yeah. And they're saying, like, was it written wrong was it a in typo? the will? We see it. We see the thing in the will. You it do. says Donald Hartung Jr. That is not the Donald who they say did the murder. But what was Donald's dad's name? Good question. But he's not Donald Jr. But if his dad's name is Donald. If the mom's husband name was Donald. But if we know that they're, if like, if the grandson is called Donald Jr. Yeah, I don't know. You know? I don't oh, know how the Jr. is. I don't want to talk about any more Don Jr.'s right now. Oh, barf. <laughs> But I did think that was a big moment. Like, I do think that knocks some of the wind out of the sails. I know. And the thing is, look, wills and estates, that makes people crazy. And the truth of the matter is, even if he wasn't excluded, he wasn't included either. So, like, he wouldn't have gotten anything if the mom died anyway. And the fact that, like, the change of the will happened so recently is very suspicious to me. Yeah. And also, what did you guys do? I know. To get kicked out of a will. I know. Honestly. I know someone who got kicked out of a will. I was just going to say, this is a very Pensavali situation. just saying. So it was trial day four and now we get this fucking jailhouse informant. I don't know why these are allowed. I, they they are so, I, I can't. I, I can't. mean, you, I, I never, no matter what they say, I could never, and, and this guy actually does have some information that like only Donald would have known. Right, but then, okay. He I has, mean, also like the police would have known. Did the police feed it to this guy? I, who knows? You know what that, I mean? That's why, so his name is Marlon. He's an informant. Yeah. And Marlon's story is, on the stand, he says, He said he killed did he tell you why? He said he want he, he want the money because she left him out the will. He said he'd been playing it last last three like three to four years. He said a Ouija board made him go overboard though. The what? I'm sorry. A Ouija board. What about a Ouija board? He said that really made him do it. Made him go overboard. Marlon, this is where you lost me. <laughs> Because a Ouija board yes, told him don't. to. And we see the Ouija board in question. And the informant says all the other inmates were scared of Donald. Why were they scared of him, GP? Because he was a witch. <laughs> Can you imagine a world in which they think this weird old white guy is a witch? He does look like a monster. It's true. He looks like one of the monsters. Like, it's true. But in a creepy way, because uh-huh, the monsters uh-huh. were cute and funny. But he does look like he's very creepily tall. Yeah. He has this sort of imposing, what, there's something about him that is scary, but not because he like plays with a Ouija board No, sometimes. he is. Like, what? He is for sure a weird, creepy dude. He is. But He's then very we, intense. The Marlin, the informant, says, you know, he also told me that he tortured his mother and cut her pinky finger. In order to get the combination to the safe. And Matt, the cop, says, we did find the safe open and we didn't know how or why it was opened. And he also says, we did know that he cut off his mother's pinky, but we didn't know why. Right. Yeah. And so like this would say like, well, Marlon has information that only Donald would have had, except it was a very J from serial quality to this for me. We're like, did the cops tell him that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I would hope that if the cops are feeding this guy information, they'd say, can you lay off the Ouija board stuff? Don't don't embellish (laughs) the witchiness because the the prosecutors aren't going for the witchy shit. That doesn't matter to them because it shouldn't. Could you lay off the Ouija board? Could you like pull it back with the Ouija? (laughs) But I... 
would think that you do what you have to do in prison uh-huh. to survive. Totally. So if yeah. Don, I can see a world, I'm, I think jailhouse snitches and informants, you got to take them with the biggest pound of salt. I don't on think Earth. they should be allowed ever. They, they shouldn't. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's a, it's horrible. But I do think that maybe there's a world where Donald, to survive in prison, really leaned into the spooky shit. Sure, sure, like, sure. I sure. do. Yeah. Th- I don't think that that is that far fetched. So maybe. Donald did say, oh, the Ouija board, just to, I don't know, protect himself? I don't know. Yeah. I think that could be a possibility. No, I think that makes sense to me. But we learned under cross-examination that this jailhouse informant... Mr. Purifoy, you've been convicted of felony, as you said, six or seven times. Yes, ma'am. And a conviction for a crime of dishonesty. Yes, ma'am. Convicted of felonies six or seven times, to which I said, could you get an actual number for right? me? Right, come on. But one of them was the crime of dishonesty. Wow. The crime of, wow. You have been convicted of the crime of dishonesty, sir. Like, what? where are we? I don't know. Oh, it's a gay bar, the crime of dishonesty. Oh, that's a drink, I think, to- right? Oh, yes. At Brunella's Yacht because no. of the tender swindler. <laughs> the crime of dishonesty. Amazing. Oh, I'll get a crime of dishonesty on the rocks. Yep. One more thing. Marlon, the informant, also says the reason Donald wanted this money was to go to Miami and party with the ladies. Okay, well. I mean, and not get the little chuckle out of Donald we saw. Donald? I know. Stop it. Stop fucking Stop laughing it. when your family is dead. The other thing that happens in this section, we're cutting back and forth between the courtroom and the defense attorney's office. Did you see the poster for Scarface behind the defense attorney on the wall? No. He's got a fucking Scarface poster in his office. What is it with that movie? Pacino, right? Not yeah. the original. I'm uh, sorry, I'm such a film snob. Is there an original Scarface? From like the 30s. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. No, this is the cocaine island, like, yes. you talking to me? Yeah. Is that, no, is that the line? No, that's not. Wait, what's the line? <laughs> you talking to me... <laughs> no, it's say hello to my little friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the say hello to my little friend. What accent? <laughs> I don't know. That was a little British? British? <laughs> With the, oh. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah. Let's keep it that way. Because okay. the other way is way more offensive. <laughs> so let's keep it British. Uh, so the defense goes after the investigation, right? Because the we guys, learn it was a mess. It was real bad. The lead crime scene technician who collected <laughs> DNA, yeah, Christine Rollins, had since been fired and was being prosecuted for stealing drugs from the evidence room. So with the twenty-four felony counts you were charged with. You were facing potentially 170 years in prison. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. You're facing 170 years in prison, right? And she goes, yes, ma'am. Yes. You guys, this woman who was the lead DNA person on the crime scene was stealing drugs from the evidence room. She's going to go to prison for 170 years. Now the prosecution's like, is that horrible? Yes. Does it mean she can't collect DNA all of a sudden? No. No. But does it also mean that she was fucking high on drugs when she was on the scene? Or being dishonest or just whatever. But then on top of that, the medical examiner resigned for allegedly, quote, Misusing state money. What the hell's going on down there? <laughs> I don't, but that's the thing. When like you have a crime and it takes four years to get it to court, anything can fucking happen. And also the prosecution's like, okay, so she misused state money. <laughs> Is that horrible? Yes. Does it, that, does it mean she's lying about a hammer wound? I don't, I don't know. know. I calls it into question. Like, maybe she is, but also, like, they are two very different things. I know, but it's like, can everyone just do their jobs? I know. You know what I mean? Well, and I wonder, did these two know each other? Misusing I, state money I know. and stealing, like, stealing drugs from the evidence room? You guys, I come into this office every day. I don't steal a thing. Not a thing. You know what I mean? I come here, I do my job, and I go home. Sometimes I go for a cause with Cosma. you after. Yeah. yeah. Remember when we first had snacks here, and I was like, ooh, can I have one of those bags of mini <laughs> yeah. goldfish? And 
you were like, are you asking? You, you billed 50% of this. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know if I was allowed to have them. I know. And you were like, you're I different. Know. I, know. <laughs> I was like, oh. The only time I ever stole in this office was we went back into quarantine, like when Omicron hit and we, like everyone was out of the office for three months and everybody had ba- little bags of candy on their desk that people had given them as gifts and I ate them all. <gasps> I ate them all over the three months. I was like, I don't care. I bet Steve would say some of our nonsense is like time theft. Totally. And we just ramble on <laughs> and on. <laughs> It's a thing in the corporate yeah. world. But now, now, speaking of time, so now. So this, this next moment is the thing that makes me feel like Donald is guilty. Now we're talking about the time of death. The bodies were discovered on Friday, July 31st. Yeah. Investigators say they were killed on Tuesday, the 28th, when Donald came to cook dinner. Yes. Because now there's a witness and a, a neighbor is saying that he saw Donald. Yes. And he's like, of course I saw Donald. It's Tuesday. Yeah. He always comes to cook Tuesday. A witness confirms this on the stand. And he also says... Later on, I saw R.T. come home, and then I saw Mr. Hartung leave. Now, was it um, normal or abnormal to see R.T. come home while Hartung was still at the house? It was not usual. Usually, Mr. Hartung was gone before R.T. came home. And he was there long after Richard came home. Now, the other thing we learn is that Richard, the older brother, was found dead. And you see this in the crime photos, wearing the outfit that he was is seen wearing at his job on Tuesday. So right. there's surveillance video of Richard coming into his work building and leaving his work building on Tuesday. And he's wearing the same outfit in the photos where he's found murdered. Right. I mean, he was killed on Tuesday. Right. And the defense is trying to say that that is not what happened. But right. it is what happened. Because the defense gets some other witness up there who's like, and everyone really, like the prosecution, everyone really respects this doctor who's trying to say, no, it wasn't Tuesday. It had to be Wednesday or Thursday that they were killed because of the state of rigor mortis and the temperature of the bodies. No way. But no, I'm sorry. Like he's in his work outfit that we see him in on Tuesday. And if he was missing from work for two days, that would be a much bigger deal. Because the fact that he was missing for one day was a big deal because he has such high clearance. So there's no way he would be in those same clothes. Right. Exactly. No way. Plus the cigarette butt in the trash on top of the bloody towels. Like, let's not forget about those things, too. Exactly. We get to the closing arguments, and basically the defense is just saying, like, they introduced the Wiccan stuff to make you mad, think they're weird. The DNA evidence means nothing, which I kind of agree with. But, like, they're not acknowledging this major piece of evidence about him, like, being found dead in the clothes he was wearing on Tuesday. Right. And then the defense tries to dive into the interrogation, being like, look at this. They were trying to break him down. It's honestly one of the most boring interrogations I've ever seen. (laughs) May every interrogation go like that. And I know I'm sure there's something to be said for someone just being like, but you killed them, but yeah. you killed them, but yeah. you killed them for eight hours. Totally. But don't, they were trying to break him down. He could have fucking walked out whenever he wanted. And he never Stay asked for a lawyer. a lawyer. Like, that's the thing. Like, everybody asked for a lawyer. Like, come on. Even if you did it, ask for a lawyer yes. because that decreases the chances of you being able to ask for a fucking retrial down the road. Right. And then we also learned that during all of this, Donald was smiling and smirking at the jury and really creeping them out. Yeah. Which why it's no surprise that it takes the jury only four hours to deliberate and then find him guilty. Yeah, and then like the big twist at the end is that like at sentencing, he stands up, Donald stands up and throws his entire defense team under the bus. Oh, because then, then because at sentencing, of course the state wants the death penalty. Yeah. Lots of death penalty. So much death penalty. Oh, Florida. Right. So Donald, quote, jumps up to speak. He goes on a rant for an hour. Your Honor, I would like to respectfully ask for a mistrial. Hartung then turned on his own lawyers in an hour-long rant, saying his lawyers were incompetent 
and one had disrespected him when he asked her a question. Mrs. Wilson replied, after I asked her opinion, she said, you're a stupid asshole. I said, what? What did you say? And Mrs. Wilson said, I said, you're a stupid asshole. She turned to me and said, you're a stupid asshole. And I said, what? What did you say? My feelings are hurt. She replied, I said, you're You're a stupid stupid asshole. asshole. And the judge basically laughs in his face. Yes. And they move on to sentencing. Exactly. This did not work. Yeah, the judge does not go for it. And in the end, the jury does not go for the death penalty. And he gets life in prison. Which, what? We're talking three more years? Yeah, right. He looks like the fucking crypt keeper. Which is an insult to the Crypt Keeper. (laughs) But we end on Susie Raindove, the witch. Yes. And she ends with like, I'm going to break down Wicca for you in one sentence. If you put out good, expect good. If you put out bad, expect bad. It's how it works. Totally. (laughs) That's it. That's all there is to it. No ritual sacrifices. There's no crying in baseball and no sacrifices in Wicca. episode two of what's it called? It's called Killer Cases and this was called Murder Under a Blue Moon which feels very Keith Morrison. I think we did a blue moon one last last round, right? That's right, we totally did. Or the winter, the summer solstice. Yes, 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 yes. Fam, if you're looking for more GP and me, join us on the Patreon. Over 350 full ad-free bonus episodes. You get them right the second you sign up. Yeah, plus after parties and fun catch-ups and AMAs and sometimes we send you stuff in the mail depending on the tier. You get all these episodes ad-free at the $10 level. Oh, yeah. There's so much going on Let the women ad-free? Yes, you get the Jillian (laughs) Do the work on free. Yeah. Also, join our Facebook group. It's the True Crime Obsessed Podcast Discussion Group. Over 50,000 people in this group. I know. It's moderated by the best mods in the business, so it's a very safe, very fun place to come just express yourself, be yourself, share your dog pics, talk about your crime. That's right. Follow us on Instagram. It's True Crime Obsessed Podcast. That's right. I'm at Patrick Hines with an underscore. Oh, we're doing this. Happy October to me. (laughs) I am Jillian with a G, all spelled out like that on on everything. On everything. Yeah. And that's a fam. We love you so much. We love you. Thank you. Happy October, everyone. Happy October. You know, spend it in good health. Go have one of those Oktoberfest beers if you imbibe. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of drinking, let's go get drinks. Okay, great. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Instagram. It's the disip... Nope. It's true crime of... What is it? The best perfume commercial I ever saw was the one with Charlize Theron, where she's where walking she's down the walking? hallway, throwing her jewels oh, on the ground. The way she walks in those it's so heels. Hot. Oh my! That dress <laughs> yeah. that she's wearing. Oh my god! That that's a great one. <laughs>